Asking Point mobile polls and surveys help you find out what your customers need and want. Use them to quickly create fast polls and get user feedback. Find out before you read about it in your app ratings and reviews. That's the last place you want to read about this stuff. So go to www.askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. That's all over case and get a basic account for free. And when you upgrade, you get 30% off for the first six months. Thank you very much, Asking Point, for sponsoring the show. This episode is sponsored by AppPress. Now, let me tell you about AppPress. They set the stage for a very compelling creative process that lets you build, edit, and update native mobile apps code-free. It's designed with a very clean, intuitive interface that puts all your tools in, in front of you and your app looks exactly the way you want it. Uh, perfect for anyone who's wanting to create an app. You have full control. It's easy to get started. I recommend you go to uh, www.app-press.com. Look out for the features. And thank you very much to AppPress for sponsoring the show. Hi, I'm Roy Adler, the Chief Product Officer at WeWork, and you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul, the app guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. And now, Paul, the app guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I'm your host. It's Paul Kemp. Uh, I love this podcast show because it takes me around the world and I get to meet some of the best app entrepreneurs who are helping us with our uh, app careers, our app um, journeys. And so if you're an app developer or even if you're just interested in what we do as app entrepreneurs, this is the show for you. Now, in this episode, I have a great, a great app entrepreneur. He has posted something that I'm going to read out the title, How I Got 2.3 Million App Downloads Without Spending a Cent a Penny on Marketing. How cool is that? So we're going to learn about um, this. Let me introduce uh, Stuart Hall. Uh, Stuart is the founder of AppBot, and he's here to talk about um, this wonderful success story that he's had. So, Stuart, welcome to the App Guy podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's, let's tell us straight up, what did it feel like when you had this 2.3 million app downloads? Uh, pretty good, actually. Um, I mean, I, I'd come off a company. The reason I did the experiment, um, I had an app uh, before where we got to 4 million downloads. So, um, I'd been very lucky to get there a couple of times. So, yeah, this was just an experiment that kind of went a lot further than I ever expected it to. Stuart, you're going to be talking to a lot of people who are getting very jealous because, you know, we've had on this show app entrepreneurs struggling with 2,000, 3,000 downloads, sometimes even hundreds. You got 4 million and now 2.3 million. Tell us, tell us about how, how you're doing this. Um, well, that was part of, that was really what the experiment was about. Um, I live in a, a a city in Australia called Perth, um, and it's actually the most remote city in the world. Um, so I had a lot of people coming up to me. Like, So I had an app called Discover without the E. It was a music discovery app uh, that I co-founded with a guy called Dave McKinney. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we'd done a lot of growth hacks and different things to, to reach, you know, 4 million downloads and a lot of people coming up to me asking me how we did it. So... I really wanted to see if I could do it again and try a bunch of the techniques and see if they, you know, they worked again. So that was really what the experiment was all about. Yeah, yeah. Take us through the experiment then. So, so you said that you were working at, what for another company. You managed to get four million downloads through 
what for some some company uh, and then yeah. yeah it was my own app um, co-founder with another guy um, and we you know we raised a round of venture capital and yeah managed to get the four million downloads and you know I had a lot of people coming up to me asking those questions how did you do it and so you know I had doubted myself whether I could do it again so this, this was really just an experiment about you know trying out different things and, and experimenting on on an app that you know I wasn't that attached to uh, okay, right. So that, let's get get your journey straight. Then, so you you co-founded a company and you managed to. It was very successful with the number of downloads, and you got the, a lot of attention because of it. Uh, and then you had this experiment where you wanted to show people that you could do it again, and you did. Yep. Uh, That's right. Yeah. So um, I'd love to know, like, well, what's kind of driving you to do this? What's <laughs> driving me to? You um, well, I mean, I, I just love the app store and experimenting. So I had, I had the idea of maybe, and I really wanted to prove how, you know, it's the, the success doesn't come in the code. It really comes to you know, listening from to users and building the story around your app. Um, and then getting, you know, getting those early users really engaged and talking to them and, and building it out and build from there. And, and also kind of, you know, just uh, the myth around, you know, apps are, big launch, make a lot of money and then they fade away to nothing and my experience is definitely very different where you can actually build up an app and, you know, make it sustainable in the long run. So, uh, I'll... yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so uh, what we're doing is this is a very genuine podcast where we uh, totally throw away any of the news, the, the general media that we see. What you're saying is that for people reading that, that you get these big one-hit wonders and then apps fade away to nothing, it's false. You can have sustainable success with an app. Um, t tell us about the, the part of creating a story then. How, how did you go about creating a story for, say, Discover? For Discover? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if we go back to the blog post first um, and I was reading a, a really great book at the time called the fortune cookie principle which is really about storytelling and and how you how you build that that story up and you know kind of related a lot to that to what we did in discover and just you know it's it's around creating you know a story for your customers that that, that really connect um, and people like to write about and that, that could be you know around your your company or, or the product or you know, the, the interactions people have with it. So, um, yeah, so what, what my, what the blog post was about was really sitting down and I gave myself six hours to make an app um, and put it in the app store and, and see what I could do with that app. And I wanted to pick something that, um, you know, I really knew nothing about and being a, you know, typical programmer, I'm not that into fitness. So I thought fitness might be a great way to, great way to go. So there was a, an article buzzing around in the New York Times called uh, about the seven minute workout um, and it was 12 exercises you did for 30 seconds each just with body weight exercises and you rest 10 seconds in between um, so I thought that was a great way of making a really simple app that I could build on you like going forward and, and really get out there and, and try and market and sell it to people so Stuart, I'm already getting very envious of your success because uh, my career is I left, a, and I haven't shared this with the podcast in 300 odd episodes, I left a six-figure salary to go and do stuff. I, I built a business that then um, I lost a lot of money with. Uh, and so my first internet thing was a course where I did this fitness thing. 
think it was called fast muscle formula or something. Okay. It was a, 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 a horrendous failure. And um, I learned a lot from it. But but you've gone into doing something you don't know much about. And you created this app that ha had so many different downloads, downloads. Does it mean that you can do stuff that you don't feel like you know a lot about or are passionate about? I think you can, uh, definitely. I mean, it's. I, I ended up selling this app from the pure reason that um, although it was successful, I wasn't passionate about it. So, I mean, I think you can build businesses and apps that way, but, you know, it's definitely not ideal in that, you know, it's, it's hard to press on in the long run, even if you are successful, if you're not really passionate about the subject. So, but I think, you know, if you actually can pick something that you're passionate about and and you continue to work at it smartly, you know, you definitely can build that into a great business. So for anybody who's trying to listen to this, uh, I recommend going to theappguy.co and go to episode 303 and you will see a link to the Medium post talking about um, uh, the whole history here. Um, I'm just going through it again and, and you talk about creating a, a story. You've already given us um, some guidance on Fortune Cookie book and I'm wondering um, what what um, advice you can give for building a story around an app. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, really the story comes about by talking to your customers and, um, you know, those really early customers and, and finding that one little bit of your app that they're really connecting with. And, you know, I, I had a bit of an advantage in this situation that the, the seven-minute workout had a bit of a story in itself. You know, I think it, all of us want to get fit without having to do much work. So, you know, the idea of doing a workout in seven minutes is, you know, is a great story in itself. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to build around that and make something that was so so simple to um, to use that people wanted to tell their friends about it. Um, and, you know, and I did that by, you know, listening to those early users and, and building out the functionality and making it simpler and simpler and, and giving them what they needed and, and wanted and luckily they, they told their friends who told their friends. Stuart, we know that feedback is incredibly important uh, to get uh, our apps uh, really working. Uh, how did you go about getting feedback for your apps? For my apps, I actually built a, a tool to do it. Um, so part of AppBot, there's um, AppBot X, which is an open source library that you can drop into your apps. Um, so I really found that, you know, there's kind of two segments of users that, you know, you get feedback from. There's happy customers and there's unhappy customers. Um, and they're both really valuable in different ways. So um, trying to segment those guys out um, and hopefully get those unhappy guys to send you feedback off off the App Store, not leave you bad reviews. It's kind of the aim. So I built a little tool and a little review workflow that kind of um, prompts people at the end of a workout and ask them if they're enjoying the app or not. And if they weren't, I asked them to, to send through some feedback. And I found, you know, you just get the same things over and over again. You get really great quality signals about what you should be building next or what you should be fixing. Um, but yeah, I think you really need to be proactive about it and you know, actually ask for that feedback and engage them and try not to lead them down the wrong path. You know, actually let them, let them talk. You know, you know, Stuart, Nike running app should have spoken to you because I've just been going through some of the reviews of the uh, Apple Watch uh, Nike running app and it's all one star. And and that's the sort of stuff that should have been off of the review and into personal feedback. But yep. it's 
issues like the app is broken, it's uh, it's not syncing correctly, or it crashes. You know, all these these things. What you're saying is that should not be uh, open public on the app store uh, for reviews. It, it should actually be private between the developer and the user. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if that's that's ideal, if you can get that stuff offline, you know, you can intercept it with these with um you know review workflows where you're trying to where you ask them for feedback you can you can also mitigate it a bit through like frequently asked questions and you know notifications in, in your app saying well you know we're aware of the issues at the moment we're working hard as we can to fix them and you know but also just trying to you know mitigate those one star reviews i'm sure i'm sure the nike app's going to be fine but for us indie app developers you know, a spate of bad reviews can be pretty hard to recover from. You know, they can, you know, take you from an app that's rating really well to, you know, pushing you out of the charts and, you know, trying to regain that position can be really tough. So I think it's really important to, you know, try and try and engage those users. And, you know, you can often win these guys back around, but, you know, if they leave the bad review on the app store, it's quite difficult to contact them. So, if you can get them to send you an email or some sort of feedback and you can start communicating with them, you know, A, you start getting that, that roadmap and of what you should be fixing and changing and, and, and B, you get their contact details so you can go back and forth with them and hopefully win them over and they'll become a, a fan in the future. Yeah, right. I mean, it's so easy to motivate someone to leave a review, just have the app crash or just really frustrate them. And they're straight onto the app store, aren't they, leaving a review. But you know, <laughs> yeah. on, on the opposite side of the coin, you know, do you like this app? Can you review it? Oh, yeah, later. Don't ask me again. It's really hard to get a positive review, don't you think? It is, yeah. But, um, you know, during the seven-minute workout, I, I did a bunch of experiments around that. And, you know, just by... By putting the review workflows in from AppBotX, I managed to increase the number of five-star reviews by about uh, three or four hundred percent just by you know just by timing it, not popping it up in front of people, making it part of the the interface, and and guiding those happy users off to, to leaving you know good reviews. So you know it is possible to do it. You just got to make sure you do it in a, a way that's not annoying people, that's not popping up in front of them when they're using the app and you actually really link it to a really positive moment in the app, which, you know, obviously was when they completed a workout in the, in my app, but, you know, lots, lots of apps have those really great moments where, you know, people are sitting back and going, yeah, that's great. You know, maybe they, they finished everything on their, on their list and um, in a to-do app or something like that. So, you know, there's, there's lots of positive moments in apps and if you can present it nicely, you can definitely sway people towards, leaving nice reviews. And I have to say, because uh, I'm actually talking to you now, having been, been involved with an app that just made it to the top two of the entire paid category uh, with uh, Fit Men Cook. And uh, it's just, I guess I'm really interested in, you know, seven minute workout, uh, how you managed to accelerate up the charts uh, in the app store and any advice on, on that side of it? Sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think if you go through and read the story, it was actually a really slow start. Um, and the, the way I managed to, to um, climb up the charts was, you know, like we talked about before, collecting all that feedback from users um, and making the app better and better. And then eventually, um, coupled with things like doing health kit and putting it in, in front of Apple's eyes, you know, I ended up starting getting some features from Apple 
um, you know, the word of mouth started spreading because I made the app um, something people really liked and, you know, and price changes as well. Um, so that kind of all just started to snowball and actually over time, you know, the, the downloads started to go up and the, you know, the amount of revenue started to go up and, and which helped my, you know, my search rankings and it all just started to snowball. So yeah, mine was a, mine was more of a grind than a launch an app and hit the top of the charts, which, you know, hopefully gives a bit of hope to other app developers that, you know, miss that big launch. Well, Stuart, I am inspired, incredibly inspired, because you mentioned Grind. You're ahead of Grinder, which is a very popular app. I mean, <laughs> the fact is that uh, what's inspired me uh, over, over the last few weeks, and certainly being involved in this, um, you know, top two hit, and and now at the moment twenty four, uh, is the fact that on a zero budget, without any help from Apple, and without any big marketing spend. Uh, you know the small, smaller indie app developers. Like this was a team of three, uh, Fitman Kirk. You're, 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 I guess, a, a smallish team there. We, we can do it. We can get into the charts uh, and we can kick some ass. I guess it, it's, it's just so inspiring. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm I'm always inspired by hearing stories like that too. And hopefully, it does for other people. And you know, it definitely wasn't. I've had a, f a few successes over the time, but um, I've made lots and lots of apps. So, you know, the it's not going to be every app you make, um, it, but you know, it, it is a grind. You know, you need to give it time, and and eventually you hit that uh, that winning formula. But um, yeah, I think that you know, there's definitely still hope for us indie devs in the you know in the charts. Yeah. Well, anyone listening to this who thinks that you need, like, I mean, because you're beating. Um, which I believe at the moment, Grand Theft Auto. Now, those guys have got like deep pockets. And so there's no excuse. Uh, anyone can do this. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that oh, it's, it's just big marketing now and it's kind of been overtaken by monopolies. And uh, But the fact is that we can still do it. That's right, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Um, unfortunately, I'm not beating them anymore because I sold my app. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, which you know, well, it shows that, you know, it lives on. Well, you, you obviously made a, that wise decision. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> anyone listening who wants to um, talk or wants to learn a little bit more about selling apps, we've had um, pre previous episodes about that. This episode is brought to you by Asking Point. What is the one thing that we keep coming back to on this show? What is the one thing that app entrepreneurs who have been successful keep reminding us? It's all about feedback. And Asking Point is the right solution for you to create mobile polls and surveys to help you find out actually what your customers uh, want and what they need. Uh, you can use uh, Asking Point's tools and services to create quick and fast polls. You can get feedback uh, almost instantly and uh, you can find out more uh, by going to askingpoint.com forward slash app guy. It's all lowercase. And I've got a, a great offer for you. Uh, it is uh, free to try and uh, there is a premium service as well. If you do sign up uh, to the premium service, uh, you can get a 30% discount on the first three months uh, simply by going to uh, the askingpoint.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase. Go ahead, check out the deal, and I highly recommend using uh, their tools uh, to get uh, more feedback from your existing customers. Thank you very much, Asking Point, uh, for supporting this show. If you've been listening to the App Guide podcast for some time now, you'll know that we do a regular segment where we ask about app ideas. So I am 
talking to you right now, knowing that you have lots of app ideas on your mind. Well, instead of just thinking about an app idea, how about making it a reality? How about actually building the app using uh, AppPress? Now, AppPress makes it very simple to design and deliver a beautiful app that's in your mind at the moment and you can get it out using these visual tools. You simply drop in graphics, you can drop in content, photos and videos. If you want, you can add you know, HTML and JavaScript, but you don't really need to know about uh, coding or JavaScript or HTML. You can preview the app as you work. Uh, you can preview it on your mobile device even, so that as you're building it, you actually see it. Uh, with AppPress, you can build for any phone or tablet. It has to be running iOS or Android, but it enables you to work faster than ever before. I'm a big fan of AppPress, and I highly recommend you go to www.app-press.com. Go and check it out, see it in action. And thank you very much to AppPress for supporting this show. Stuart, there are two more things to do before we say goodbye to you on the App Guy podcast. One is that we always like to try and give the apps to tribes some uh, new ideas. Uh, we can do this by exploring any particular pain points that you have in your business right now or, or the stuff that you're getting involved with. I wondered if you can think to the last few weeks and uh, just think through any real pain points that you're suffering from that you think maybe we could flesh out an app idea to solve those. Um. Definitely. I mean, I think there's, you know, around, there's been some really great apps come out, like Workflow lately that I'm you know, just starting to link apps together. But I think, you know, in with AppBot, we use so many different services that now that, you know, everything feels so, so disconnected. So I think we're going to see, start to see things come back together. So definitely things around that allow us to automate and link apps together. You know, I think that's going to be a real boom in the future. And I think that's actually something that indie guys can, can solve because it's really just about that, you know, stitching things together in a seamless way. So, yeah, I think yeah, that's, that's yeah. a big pain point at the moment for me. Yeah, I'm noticing a lot of uh, attention on integration within apps like Slack, for example, and uh, yep. Just really using because we don't want to recreate the wheel every time, do we? we it's so, so much easier to just kind of take what's working, take the very popular apps that everybody has, and then just use them in in our own apps and try and sync them a lot. Uh, yeah, for sure. Them. Yeah, I mean Slack is a great example, and we use that with with the integrations as well. But even just around, you know, linking what we have in our AppBot admin around our customers. You know, to to Stripe and things like that, you, you're jumping in and out of services all the time. So, you know, there's a lot of great, you know, SaaS dashboards that are coming out now. You know, a lot of the stuff is still still web-based. So I think there's, you know, really good room for, you know, tools as apps to, you know, kind of report and bring those services together. Yeah, I think that's true. So that's great, great stuff. Um, the last thing then is this is a show about apps. We can't let you say goodbye without asking you what's on your smartphone right now. I wondered if you can give us one or two good app ideas that you think maybe are unusual apps we haven't come across before. Sure. Um, so there's one app actually been using all the time. So I coach my um, my little boys Australian rules football team here in Australia and. We're, we're using an app called TMAP. Um, 
it actually just gives you as a as a club or a team a way to um, you know schedule and um, let let parents log in and say what what weeks kids are going to be away. Um, you know, share photos and and chat, and it's been really fantastic just to um, get all the parents involved and and chatting and and organising. So you know that that's been a really really great app, and you know I was introduced to that by um, you know the the cricket team actually that my boy plays for, and it, you know worked quite well there as well. Great. Okay. Well, I'll make sure I put links to that at the, if you go to theappguy.co and and just search for. Uh, episode 303 with Stuart Hall, you'll see a link to that app. And uh, any, any, we'll let you have one more because you, you sound like someone who's uh, got a g- good collection of apps that you could share sure. with us. Um, another one I'm be using every day is actually a, it's an app made by Evernote called Scannable. Um, you know, there's there's a million scanning apps on the on the app store, but this one's you know quite amazing. You just hold it up above a receipt or a piece of paper in it automatically detects the edges and does the cropping and takes a photo without you touching anything. So it's just a really amazing way of, you know, of, you know, scanning receipts and, and documents. So I really like the UI and the, the quickness of that app. Great. Okay. Yeah. I um, think that what Evernote are doing is great in terms of uh, putting a lot of different apps out there and, you know, rather than just making that app and wieldy the Evernote app. So, uh, uh, this has been great, Stuart. Thank you very much for coming on the App Guide podcast. Uh, there will be links to contact you via my website, theappguide.co. But in the meantime, is there any way of what's the best way of reaching out and connecting with you at AppBot? Uh, sure. Um, well, you can get me at um, Stuart K. Hall on Twitter, S T U A R T K Hall. Um, or you can go to stuartkhall.com um, and you can email me from there. I, I love hearing from from app developers and hearing their stories. So, yeah, definitely get in touch if, you, if you'd like. Great. Well, thanks very much for coming on the App Guide podcast. Really inspiring episode and um, all, all the best for the success you've had. And I'm sure we're eagerly awaiting your, your next big hit. Yeah, thank you very much. Remember that this episode is also sponsored by Ask Endpoint. They are the service that lets you use your app analytics to intelligently remote control your ratings widgets and your in-app cross-promotion messages, your push, your polls, and just about anything else that you want to control in your app. Uh, it helps you get more downloads and get uh, better ratings. So go to www.askinpoint.com forward slash app guy, all lowercase when you type that in, and uh, get a basic account for free and get 30% off your first six months. So you should know by now that my show is supported and sponsored by AppPress. And if you are listening to this without having an app in the App Store, what is holding you back? Go and do it right now by going to uh, www.app-press.com. Build an app without knowing any code. Get it onto iPads and iPhones running iOS 6 and above and get it onto an Android device running 4.0.3 or above. And, and, And just become an app entrepreneur it's so easy nowadays Uh, this is a great tool you really do want to check it out www.app-press.com and thanks app press for supporting the show